Welcome to the Imbibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at imbibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hello, welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We're joined today by one of our all-time favorite people, Lahana Vigliano of Nuvi True Wellness. Lahana is a repeat guest on the podcast and also was a superstar presenter at our Nourish event um, earlier in 2021. And so, Lahana, we are so excited to talk to you again today. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. And you guys are my favorite hosts, too. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I am super pumped. So it's that time of year. We're all getting invited to parties and there's a ton of temptation And so all of our um, efforts to stay healthy and clean seem to be getting sabotaged from every corner we turn around. So help us out. (laughs) And you know what? First, let's also interject. We're assuming everyone knows Lahana as well as we do. Give a little bit about your background background and then go into the holiday thing. All right. Perfect. Um, Yeah. So you guys introduced me so well. Um, I am the owner of New Beach Wellness. I'm a board certified clinical nutritionist. Um, It's not just me though. We have a team of dietitians and we specialize in helping women use food as medicine to balance hormones and really relieve any digestive issues or if you have any you know, conditions, um, in your GI. So that's our jam. Um, I'm also a mom of two and, you know, all the busyness of being an entrepreneur and a mom and a student, which I am finishing up my master's. I'm so excited. It's so, so pumped. It's something I've, wow. Like at the same time, so busy as the season is, but then at the same time, I look back and like, Whoa, where did the two years go at the same time? So it's like such a weird feeling. Um, but what will your master's be in? human nutrition and functional medicine. And then I start my doctorate, um, to ah. get, yes, I know <laughs> that's in October. I get a nice break. <laughs> I get a nice break. Um, and that will be in clinical nutrition. So wow. I, I, I'm a school nerd. I, my husband yeah, thinks I'm just going to go to school too. forever. And you, um, everyone sees why we're so impressed with Lahana now, (laughs) (laughs) all the things, all the things. Um, but I will say, you know, I just have always been in, I feel like my life since I was 18, because I was such a young mom. I don't know. I just feel like I've always juggled many different things that I feel like to me, when someone's like, holy cow, what, like, how are you doing everything? How are you navigating everything? um, At this point, I'm just like, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm actually not in fight or flight for the most part. Thank God. It's just something I'm used to doing. (laughs) Like let's, let's juggle all the things. Um, but with the holiday parties, it's, it is really hard. And I think I want to start off with saying more so like, where are you at in your season of health? Cause I think that will really dictate of like how much grace you can give yourself and you can indulge in the holidays. If you're not really struggling with something, let's say, I don't know, you have like five pounds to lose, but for the most part, you're feeling good. Then yeah, honestly, like if you're going to go to a party, even every weekend and it's the it's December and you want to enjoy a hot chocolate there and you want to have this there and maybe a sweet treat in the like next week, 
Honestly, I don't think that that's big of a deal. I think some people put so much pressure on themselves in the holidays um, when they really don't need to, if they're not with like a huge asterisk next to that, if they're not struggling with something seriously. Um, For people who are struggling with something seriously, I look at health and seasons because it's also not like this linear journey that all of a sudden you start at the bottom and you're forever going up. Like it is a roller coaster. So it just kind of depends on where you're at in your health. But if you are really struggling with something, then yeah, you do have to be able to say no. Um, maybe you can't have one treat, but maybe that weekly treat is not ideal. You shouldn't do because I know I see that after, cause we work with people who have a lot of like symptoms or conditions, but I see that like after Thanksgiving, they're like, okay, I didn't listen. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm in so much pain and now I'm in so much pain for like the whole following weekend. And in that, of course, I'm going to say like, uh, do the best that you can and avoid the things that you need to avoid. And what people need to avoid is very different for each person. So someone may need to avoid dairy. Maybe the other person doesn't, but in whatever we talk about that you need to avoid, you really do need to work hard on it. Or I think you just have to understand like, when you say, dang, those mashed potatoes that probably use butter and milk look really good. And if you are in the season of healing, I want you to think like, is this worth it to eat it now? If I'm going to have diarrhea for three days after, like, is that worth it to you? Honestly, if, if you can say yes, I mean, you do you. <laughs> I, that's not my body. I mean, I wouldn't, but like, if you say, actually it is. You know, I think it's important for people to realize that that diarrhea for three days might have come from something that your body just doesn't like, because I think you in sometimes if you haven't really been very mindful of what your body does and doesn't like, you get those symptoms or the heartburn at night or cramps or even just feeling lethargic or skin breaking out or whatever. And you might think, oh, especially in the terms of maybe a stomach illness symptom, like there must have been something bad or tainted that I ate or, you know, I have a touch of food poisoning where it really might be what your body does and doesn't crave and agree with and do well with. Yeah. And I would even say, I love, I love these lessons. I call them lessons. I'm um, even outside of holidays. So people who might have a birthday or honestly, are just, I don't know, out and about and they decide, decide to have something that, you know, they may not know agree with agrees with them. And they, I've seen people feel really guilty, which, you know, I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, this is, I feel like this happens to everyone. And it's a really good lesson because you do get to see like, okay, I'm eating bread and it's not even bread. I don't even say bread. Let's say wheat. I'm eating wheat and I know that's going to make me cramp. And so you cramp, or maybe you don't, maybe this is the first time you've had it in a long time. So you are just first, firsthand seeing how this food affects you. I love these lessons because I think people need to go through that in order to like make a better decision next time, because then they can be like, Oh, I remember last time I ate that I was so bloated for a week. That is that worth it? Um, so I love those lessons, whether it's holiday related or not holiday related. I do think people need to not, please not celiac or anything intense where like literally your immune system starts attacking your body. So there's certain aspects of like, absolutely no trial. <laughs> and that's probably one of the only um, diseases I would say, like, please don't even do a little bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. but 
for the most part, when people are sensitive to a food, I think it's great for these lessons to be learned. Um, holidays or not. I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, so I'm going to like rat out my youngest son a little and, you know, he'd be horrified if I were talking about him, but let's be honest, my kids don't listen to my podcast. So <laughs> here we Not go. Either. Okay. He's 17 years old. And also something in my um, husband's genetic history is um, really hard time controlling weight. I mean, really not even sure the biological reason, but they really do. And my 17 year old had found him, you know, in that situation, ended his lacrosse season last year, just not happy with the amount of weight he had on and how it was hindering his performance. And he has really been on an extremely low carb diet and also eliminated dairy and kind of did this on his own. And he knew he had some dairy allergies, but still just couldn't resist the ice cream and couldn't resist for a long time. And he went six months, lost a great deal of weight. But the biggest thing I'm seeing is he is so self-aware right now of those triggers in himself. And like he has had a couple instances, especially with the holidays approaching the last month or so where he had ice cream or he had something like that. And then he will say exactly what you're saying. That was so not worth how I feel right now. I am miserable. And I think so, you know, a couple of things. One, I've been impressed with even, you know, my young son kind of, he had to do it on his own. If I had told him to do it, he wouldn't have done it. But also it's, you know, been so much more prominent. Like I think that after he eliminated those things, and I have found this for myself, that then when you introduce even a small amount, it's like your body goes, oh my goodness, what the F did you just do (laughs) where, you know, when you're doing it every day, you're just in such a state of malaise, you don't notice as much. And that's been striking to me in watching him go through this the past six months. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, because like, I feel like people, you only know what you know. So like, if you're at the level here, you only know that. So when you start taking away and it's not all about restriction and taking things away, but when you do take away things that bug you, you go next level. And so any little bit that brings you down, it's just like, I, I now know what I can feel. And so now you're, you know, you're feeling the lows. I, I feel the same way. So even if I have like a hint of like a cold coming on. I know how I optimally feel. And I'm like, Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah. I agree with that. That's so mm-hmm. true. It's so true. Definitely. But I have, I have people who like have ate rice all their whole life and they've never had an issue in quotes. Um, because again, you only know what you know. And then we took it out three weeks and then adding it back in after three weeks. And then like every time she eats it, it makes her throw up. It's oh, just my goodness. so, and she's ate it her whole life. And she was, she's like, why is this happening now? I'm like, I mean, you finally have like gave your body a break and you really get to feel that like symptom of how, how it affects you. So no, I get really mind blown even to, to this day. I'm like, wow, that's, that's crazy. (laughs) That is fascinating. That's fascinating. I love it. I think one of the things that we're all kind of talking about, um, that I want to bring awareness to is people feeling their body. Like you said, we don't feel it until we know what feeling better feels like, you know, and that's, um, a big piece of health and nutrition and body maintenance is just learning to feel, how do you, you know, say somebody comes to you and they've always felt not great. They they're like, okay, last resort, I'll do a nutrition thing. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so they've come to you. I'm going to try you Lahana 
give me some help here. How do you convince them? I mean, I know you do some testing, correct? You do do. testing. And then what about that person? I mean, it's amazing that a 17 year old did that on his own, but most people don't have that willpower. No, even adults, you know, so how do you convince someone? And I don't know if convince is the right word to, to trust you, to take the next leap, to take these things out of their diet. Cause I think that's a hard thing to ask people to do. I think that's why it's easier to feel like you can get a pill and it's not mm-hmm. like you have to take something away that you love. And maybe that's why, cause we are the last resort. I hate to say that, but we really are. Maybe that's why, because people are afraid to change. They just are comfortable with like what they're eating and to think that they could never have bread. I hate saying bread, but like wheat or dairy or whatever it is. Like I still have people to this day saying like, I will not give up cheese. Like I will not, but it's to the point of like, well, what matters more? Like, which actually makes sense because cheese actually highlights the same parts of your brain as cocaine does. So, I mean, it, it actually is addicting. Um, but it's just like, what matters more? And I think for the most part, a lot of people that actually sign up with us are ready because one, it's an investment and two, it's just like, I'm here. So let's just, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. But I really, you really can't convince convince people. And even if I feel like a hint of like that, I might have to, I honestly try not to even take them on as a client because me and the dietitians know, like there's really no result until you're fully, fully ready and to be open. And also to understand that like what you're doing in this month does not mean that that's forever. Like that doesn't mean that you can't ever have dairy again. That like, doesn't mean that, but you have to be willing to be in that journey. So it is really surprising that a 17 year old, which it's surprising, but at the same time, I also am feeling like this next generation is way more and blame TikTok, blame Instagram, blame social media. I feel like they are a little bit more knowledgeable or they're exposed to this stuff a little bit earlier versus I grew up in, I feel like when standard American diet was really high, like at an all time Mm -hmm. high and we didn't have social media. So like, I didn't have that knowledge and my parents only were taught from what their parents said and by like, you know, as it goes down and that I think we have so much knowledge at our fingertips that I think a lot, the younger generation is actually being more mindful and being sustainable and, you know, interested in like stainless steel straws. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That so is so true. Yeah, it's I been a that. journey. So with my son, he even talked to the ladies in his school cafeteria. And I think they're all ladies when I say that people, I guess I should say. Um, and they realized that he wasn't eating much of what they served because it was so often fried chicken yeah. or, you know, Ugh. pastas. When, he, when they started realizing what he was doing, they make him grilled chicken almost every day. Love it. Oh my gosh. And they have it back for him. They should do that for more. I I think more people have started asking now, Hey, how'd you do that? And he said, well, I talked to them about it. And now more of the kids are doing the same. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember pizza bread when I was in high school and this like really crappy, like canned cheese. I don't even know what it is to be honest. It's probably (laughs) not even cheese. I remember that. That was like Fridays. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. No, I really do love that. But, you know, I think people just have to be ready in that certain mindset to make these changes because they, they are hard and food is, is definitely still comfort and emotions. I mean, there's definitely that part of eating as well, but, um, yeah, you have to be in the mindset to be ready. And if not, then, you know, in a year, 
I hate to say this, but people usually have to wait until something gets really bad or there's a really big diagnosis mm-hmm. or something scary yeah. happens. And then a light bulb switch and it's like, okay, this is something I have to take care of. And then the other thing is true too, at least for my son, I did see him at Thanksgiving really. And I mean, he ate all the stuff, you know, and we had a very traditional Thanksgiving meal. He ate all the stuff, ate it for leftovers and then left the weekend and back to his system. So, yeah, that's awesome. See, I love, I, I think I think this should be getting better. I mean, we have access to all these cookbooks and like all these blogs with like really yummy recipes. So I feel like this is, there's no excuse that like you can't do it, but I feel like you can totally enjoy almost every single thing that's on a typical Thanksgiving dinner, um, dinner table or Christmas dinner table or Christmas parties. Like I feel like you can have pies. Like it's so easy to make gluten-free dairy-free if you have to avoid, I think it's really easy to buy. It's easier than it was like 20 years ago to buy pasture-raised or grass-fed or high-quality meats. Um, it's I don't know. I just feel like everything that you typically eat, you can have during the holidays. It's just a couple of tweaks and ingredients. Or even if you have to pre-make it, you don't want to actually bake it or make it. Like we again, we still have a lot of access to really awesome quality versions of of that. Like I, I did this poll. It's funny because I would say it's half half, but I am totally team jellied cranberry. I know some people are like, <laughs> heck no. Like I am a fan of fresh cranberry sauce. I actually love the jellied. I hate the fresh stuff, which is so surprising. But um, or like Whole Foods has organic jellied cranberry, and it doesn't use high fructose mm-hmm. corn syrup. It doesn't use all the junky ingredients. So again, I'm able to enjoy. It has cane sugar, but whatever. There's some things that you know it's a holiday. You do kind of be like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I was able to enjoy that. So I think if you ever are feeling a little bit insecure about like holiday parties, see if you can bring anything. That's my favorite thing is offering to bring things. I usually love to make the turkey because I also like taking the bones home, um, for bone broth in the future, but, uh, mashed potatoes using like grass fed butter, um, just making sure that it's in my control. So whatever you can offer to bring, I love to bring it. Um, and then if you are in the healing season and you really do have to stay on strict guidelines, making sure that when you're going to a party, just eating beforehand. So you're not going there starving. And then you're just honestly like saying F it. (laughs) I'm just so hungry. I'm eating whatever. (laughs) So I have to fess up. I've always kind of been the health nerd in my family and come the holidays one year, first of all, they wouldn't let me bring much because I'm not really a great cook. But one year (laughs) I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring deviled eggs. I probably have told you this. I don't think so. (laughs) So I knew that the middle of that deviled egg with all that mayonnaise and stuff was not great. So instead of the middle and the deviled egg, I put hummus and I put paprika on it. So it looked like a real deviled egg. And I must've told a couple of people, but you have to figure my Thanksgiving is like, you know, 30 people. There's a lot of people there. Right. So maybe my immediate people that I first talked to, Oh, look, I made these deviled eggs, but they're hummus and they're really good. And you guys should try them. But those that did not know that they were not real deviled eggs, you should have seen their faces. They would take one bite and they're like, Oh no, what do I do with this? This is the worst thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. (laughs) Yes. So after that, I was never allowed like the next thing you're like, Oh, can you bring the ice? (laughs) <laughs> and then I showed up and somebody else was bringing the ice in. I was like, I guess they didn't even think I'd bring the right ice, 
But yeah, it's funny. I always would try and bring something that's alternative to the traditional to make it just a little bit on the healthier side. And yeah, that was a hard one to, no one really that's, wanted to dive into it, but that's hilarious. I yes. use, I use mayo, but I use the like primal kitchen avocado right. oil mayo. So they don't mm-hmm. use a crappy oil. Yeah, I have recently well, found that. And that, it, that is, that's a game changer. Yes, those yeah. primal kitchen. Those are great, but they didn't mm-hmm. have that. They didn't have that. Did this was yeah. probably 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 So I used to be way more of a health nut than I am now. And I hate to say that, but yeah, I used to like be very clean eater. Um, while we're talking, I noticed you had said that everybody, what triggers them is a little bit different. So you do testing. Will you tell us a little bit about the testing that you do so that people can know what the resources are to figure out what doesn't work with their body? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, so there's three different, um, reactions. There's food allergy, which is a true IgE reaction. So it's like an allergic reaction. Then there's food sensitivities, which is where a food produces inflammation in the body. Um, and then there's food intolerances. I know some people get all those mixed up food intolerances happens when there's like a lack of an enzyme to break down the food. So like lactose intolerance. So you don't have lactase to break down lactose. Um, so that's a food intolerance. So when people come asking for testing, they're like, I want food allergy. I'm like, do you want food allergy or food sensitivity? And they're like, I don't know. So that, that's a three difference. And I say that because food intolerance doesn't have a testing. That's just simply like elimination diet. You just have to take it out and bring it back in and see how you do. Um, food sensitivities are actually, I'll come back to that one. Food allergies is a blood test. You can get it from an allergist. We do it too. Um, but that's again, just IgE reaction. Now food sensitivities is where there's like a lot of gray area. Cause there's a lot of things you can just buy online. Like, um, I don't even, I, I won't say any company names, but you can buy online uh, basically anything over the counter without a practitioner is most likely IgG testing for sensitivities. And so what they say is that this, when IgG is increased, that means that there's a food sensitivity. So, Remember, food sensitivities are foods that produce inflammation. But the thing is, is that just because IgG, this immunoglobulin, this part of our immune system is high, that doesn't technically correlate and mean that inflammation is the next step. I kind of think IgG is the mailman. It's like the middle man. It's not the actual like piece of mail. It's not the direct correlation. Sometimes that's just high because you eat a lot of it. It's just your immune system saying, hey, you, you ate this food. Um, so I feel like a lot of people get those testings and then they're avoiding foods that are actually like not need to be avoided. It doesn't produce inflammation. So we use what's called the MRT, which tests the endpoint of the reaction. So it's testing the cytokines, the, the actual inflammatory mediators. Um, so when you eat asparagus, does this increase inflammation? Um, so that's the testing that we do to look at sensitivities, but um, honestly, like you can also find sensitivities and elimination diet stuff, just as intolerances. So I think that will always, I think be the gold standard, but sometimes like, it's like things that you think are healthy and that you wouldn't even think of eliminating like broccoli or garlic or black pepper or all these. So that's where testing kind of comes in handy, but I love to pair that with like the elimination, um, to do kind of like both. Cause I think that's necessary. Um, but yeah, I love food sensitivity testing to help, I don't know, speed up the process one because elimination, it does take a long time to avoid and then reintroduce and you can only reintroduce every other day a new food. So it takes a little bit of time, but, um, love testing. I think it helps clarify a lot of, a lot of things for people. I have never heard it described like that. 
That was so useful. The three different categories and what the differences there are. So how long does somebody need to like that very first phase of the elimination? How long does that phase need to be before you can reintroduce the first thing? I think it depends, but I would say three to four weeks is pretty average. Um, and then you can start the reintroduction process. But I also would say that again, it's not just about taking out restricting and bring it back in. I also think that, um, for people who have a lot of sensitivities, like there needs to be that healing component to it. Like you need to be healing your gut, um, instead of just taking it away, because if you do have a lot of sensitivities, that usually means there's something going on gut health wise that you have to focus on as well. And so that might make things a lot longer because, you know, healing your gut just doesn't happen magically in four weeks. Um, so you might have to do that just depending on how intense you are. So I don't know if you have a lot of eczema or psoriasis or gut issues, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, your symptoms are pretty severe. Then I probably would wait for like reintroduction phase for a little bit. And during the elimination phase, what are you allowed to eat? Again, totally depends because there's many um, elimination diets. So there's like autoimmune paleo is one, low FODMAP is one, which I hate that one. A lot of, honestly, elimination doesn't solve the root of why there's sensitivities, hence like gut health and all that. But for the most part, um, high quality proteins like from animals are usually allowed. Um, Vegetables are allowed unless you're doing something like AIP where like nightshade vegetables aren't allowed. But I would say most, just a basic one, most veggies are allowed. Most fruits are allowed. Um, I know grains and beans, those are kind of, I don't know. I feel like those are actually commonly taken out, but I would say the things that I would say the shorter list of like what a basic elimination diet is, is taking out like dairy, wheat, um, soy eggs. I would say legumes might be in there, but peanuts definitely, um, those are probably the top five that people take out. Sometimes also people take out shellfish as well. So basically the most common allergens, that's where people start. Um, and then just kind of depending on if you've had testing or based on your symptoms, your practitioner will say, actually, let's take out some this as well, but you can never go wrong with like proteins, veggies, and fruit. And then I feel like grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, are iffy. Like most of the time Mm -hmm. I would say like nuts and seeds are okay too, but depending on the person that might not even be okay either. That's really helpful. So there's our inspiration for after the holiday parties, right? There's so many. There's so many. (laughs) Wow. This is a lot of great information, Lahana. Thank you for um, just blessing us with your wealth of knowledge. I think it helps demystify uh, what's out there, what our options are. And you know, I feel like gut issues, I hear about it a lot from people, you know, because we deal a lot at our place with back pain. And I do think that gut and back pain very much correlate together. And so this is great because it gives people options that they're, you know, there is light at the end of this tunnel when you, when you're dealing with everything in your mouth. Yeah. And I feel like if it feels like overwhelming, I think that's why people tend to turn to people because there's so much information. Like, I love that there's a lot of information, but there's also like so much information. That's just like, well, what works for me? So that's why I like love lab testing. Like, let's stop the guesswork and like, let's actually figure it out. <laughs> I, I love it. 
And if you want to learn more about all of the services that Lahana offers, go to newbietruewellness.com. Am I right? And that will be linked in our show notes. Mm -hmm. Lahana's also written some articles that are on In By Blythe. She has a full um, resource of articles on her website. Um, So check it out. And you do virtual appointments as well. I do. Lahana, yes. Yeah. Which is great. Then people outside of Austin can access you as well. Yes important. So, um, and no one wants to drive, even if you are in Austin, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. COVID did that to us. We're like, really, if I can just talk to you from my home, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, even pre COVID, even when we, and we still have our office, but we actually don't even use it really. Um, but even pre COVID just no one wanting to drive in traffic. I get mm-hmm. it. Or if they yeah. have like appointments back to back, it's just easier to, mm-hmm. I don't know, be in one yeah. place. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you awesome. so much you. for giving us your time. And um, I want to tell our listeners to please share the podcast with anyone that you know could benefit from this or that might be having some gut issues themselves. This is a good start mm-hmm. to introduce that there are options out there for people. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank- All right. Happy Thanks holiday. for having me. Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.